Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Well, that means I took my first paid holiday in, in like five years, boys. I'm crazy. Is that right? I think it's longer than that. I took a paid holiday yesterday. Workaholic. Isn't that dumb? I came in the office to look at a couple of things. So I was in the office yesterday, like catching up on some stuff, right? And there were kind of a lot of people here at the office, like also catching up on stuff. So I would say there was like a lot of people here, but everyone was like, what are you doing here today? And I'm like, look out. You're here. I just did that expression with my arm where I go from like the left side of my body and widely gesture at everything. Uh-huh. I was like this. And people are like, oh, okay. Why do all these people hate America so much? That's my question. Hey, you, we can have that conversation on yeah. right now because I really like Memorial Day in principle, but in practice, it is dumb. I know what you're doing here. It's not done correctly. You're working. You're not memorializing. That's what I'm saying. You American-hating worker bees. Well, and I tell you, I've been a big fan of America for the last two years now. Ooh, really? And yeah, before well, I had a downward trend for a little bit. What was the face turn? The it wasn't America itself, but it was some of the main players. Ah. So I, didn't, I didn't hate the team. I just didn't like the quarterback for a while. You didn't hate the game. You just hated the player. Correct. I am Fred Slow, and I'm celebrating this country every single day of my life. And alongside me is Van Nunley, who's more of a Canada guy. So it's kind of awkward. It's awkward. First off, how dare you? They're beady eyes and floppy heads. It's so weird. You're always describing... South Park. It's kind of how often you describe South Park. A lot of years of relevancy of South Park. Well, I'm just so devoid of personality. You know, I have to use pop culture references to talk to anyone about anything. That's what she said. Ha ha. Ha ha. There you go. Michael, happy Memorial Day, my dude. Thanks, guys. Hope you had a good weekend. I did, too. Oh, good. You didn't even get to know about my weekend. It was horrible. It was mine was horrible adjacent. I'm kidding. It was excellent. Same. Don't make that yeah, face. We, Don't make we, your sad we, face, Vital. We did great. Michael, who spent a lot of time enlisted. So thank you for your service, Michael. That's Veterans Day is the next one. You get a lot of thank you for your services? Do you get a lot of that? I don't really make it known. I make it known to you guys because you got I'm part of the show with you guys. My staunch anti-war opinion. That's but it's, um, it's it's not you know, just us guys. There's thousands upon thousands of people. According to the demo. When they know that you, you did service you know, for your country, then people will open up. And, and they're, they're real thankful for the most part. I've never really had any problems. But it's a rough day for me because the guys I used to eat, sleep with, and go on missions, they're no longer with me. So it's kind of tough. Ooh. That's what the day's for. It is about that proper celebration. Sure. I agree with that. Yeah. Honor. Years ago on Memorial Day, you used to be able to turn on the History Channel and like see some cool history of the country. Now it's just guys going through like hoarders' houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to buy old cars. And Rebuilding stuff. barns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best I could do here for this uh, Purple Heart is going to be $75 in credit. And we'll give you a copy 
of Dukes of Hazard on VHS. And people are like, that's a good deal. I'm not even sure if this is a real Purple Heart. Let me call my expert Steve. Yeah, and why does Steve know that? Here comes Steve. And he, like, prances in. You know what I mean? Sees a little folding of the paper, and he's like, nah, that's not, that's, you're not going to get a 1000 for that, $100. And the guy gets mad and takes this thing and walks out. And then they never tell you what they sold it for later, which this is my is, favorite part. This isn't a Purple Heart. What's the name of the show? Obviously, a fuchsia cerulean. American Pawn. That's not the name something. of it. Hardcore the one Pawn. Out of Vegas, Hard, right? Yeah, Hardcore Pawn. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah. It doesn't sound when you say it. it does, after I said it, that's not correct. There's a couple of them. Yeah. There's a few of them. Pawn Stars. Pawn Stars. Yeah, Pond there stars. you go. They're all like playing on the word porn. Like, let's not make any any hints. Oh, I never made that connection until Pond right now. Stars, hardcore, yeah. on. Memorial Days for the barbecues, though. Memorial Days is the start of the summer. Mm. I barbecued with the fam yesterday. Mm. It went real nice. You know my favorite part of our barbecuing is? A little fruit tray while you're doing it. Oh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Little red, white, and blueberries. Yeah, a little, yeah. just a little yeah. Great. strawberries. Yeah. A little uh, cool whip for little, the white. Little Gotta great. watch what kind of strawberries quip. you buy. Why? Why are you saying that? Because there's a recall in a couple. Shut brands. up. Yeah, I didn't even look. What uh? What? What's wrong with the strawberries? Does Smiths know about this? Did they handle it, wasn't it for me? Smiths is somebody else. Okay, well I'm in the I'm in because I go to the Hood Smiths down off Tramway in Central. Oh, that's not the Hood Smiths, my friend. Oh, it's not. That's like a it's a medalist, but it's it's uh. Isn't winter place. My, you know, my Smiths is kind of hood because you can't walk out of the HBA section. Uh, uh, health body accessories, Michael HBA. You can't walk out of the HBA section without having to pay before you exit that aisle. Oh, yeah, you can't take like eyeliner or whatever they sell. I don't know what they sell. Everything's locked up, and yeah. you have to pay in that section. That's how you know it's hood adjacent. Okay. Do well, they sell alcohol there? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, it's not that hood. The, the real hood grocery stores are the ones that, like, they just don't sell alcohol anymore. Why not? You know, too many people died last year, apparently. So I know a lot of restaurants, or restaurants, I know a lot of groceries cannot sell alcohol if they're within X amount of distance of a school. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing. Like, a lot of Walmarts yeah. do that. Uh, I need to give you guys an update on something real quick. Holla. So in 1986, the worst movie of all time was created. That movie... Was called Top Gun. What it is is it's just a close-up camera angle of Tom Cruise, where they put the camera right in front of his face, and then they shake the camera around while he sits in the cockpit of a plane that's not flying, and he just does facial expressions behind aviators. Have you yeah. seen this movie? That's the whole movie. Little does moviegoer know that the plane is going so fast and loud. There's no way that he can hear Kenny Loggins. No, not highway. Nope. To Danger zone. Hey, which by the way is a banger. It holds up. It's an absolute banger. It holds up. Everything about Kenny Loggins holds up. Anything, any eighties movie with a Kenny Loggins soundtracks absolutely bangs. I agree. I, Footloose was the other one. Oh, Footloose. Footloose slaps. Caddyshack. Me, uh, me and my Top gun. Me and my lady have like a shared Spotify playlist of love songs from our, our like love story. That's adorable. Yeah, Return to Pooh Corner, right there. Obviously, obviously. I'm sorry, what was that? Re- Return to Pooh Corner. Return to Pooh Corner? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a song. It's Actually, it's pretty good. It's insanely good. So, Top Gun, because it was a joke and a disaster and terrible and the worst movie ever made, and there's no actual fight scene in Top Gun until the very last scene in the movie, where, spoiler alert for this movie that is now 30-something years old, 
the one like the main character dies in the one and only battle in the whole movie so he's like the worst airplane pilot of all time but he's played out to be like like a goose or a maverick i don't know which one's better in this situation not sure it's the worst movie ever made of all history by the way very homoerotic i don't oh, know if we want absolutely to, it's it's weird yeah like Tom Cruise is obviously in love with Val Kilmer, and then he has this girlfriend that he doesn't admit that he's in love for until she's cross-dressing in like a baseball cap and a yeah. bomber jacket, and he's like, "Okay, this is pretty adjacent." Oh, yeah, she was. This, <laughs> she was his beard. Yeah, a hundred percent. Just like Aaron Rodgers always has one. Hundred percent, Michael. Yeah. You're not buying this. It's the weirdest movie of all time. Not that there's anything wrong. No, uh, nothing. And Jennifer Connelly, thank you. Oh man, thank you. Ugh. Thank you for being you. Everything about you. Especially when you're all buoyed up in the way that Tom Cruise likes you. So, it's the worst film of all time. And if you remember, it was supposed to come out two years ago. Two and a half years ago. COVID years are weird. Mm -hmm. And this was the one where they're like, well... We pumped a lot of money into this one. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can't have crickets and tumbleweeds attending our premiere can't do you dirty like we did scarlett johansson and black widow oh my goodness and which by the way i get that with marvel they have to put out a lot of movies in a row i get it they have a they have a series hey congratulations to black widow what about her since morbius came out black widow isn't the worst marvel movie anymore well to be fair and to be fair oh. to be fair morbius is the best morbius movie there's there's okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this new Maverick movie, are you ready for this number? Here's the update. Okay. $300, $300 billion or something it made today. With a B or with a, I'm pretty sure it's with an M. All right. So it looks here, according to the Twitter, okay. They made $150 million their first day. $300 million global box office sitting with an audience score of 99% and a cinema score of an A+. And you're like, Fred, how can that be? How can everyone universally love this? I'll tell you how. Because all these boomers out there have gone back to the movie theaters. Sure. And they have nothing else to compare this thing to. And they haven't been to a movie theater in two and a half years. They haven't been to a movie theater since the first Top Gun. And they're like, oh my God. Yes, we're back. What better time than now? Also, Aviator sales through the roof. I logged on to Amazon this morning. There was delayed. You didn't get a pair? Didn't get a pair. Because obviously you wanted to jump on uh, the bandwagon so and buy fun. another pair. So Maverick. Hey, I'll give you credit. Yeah, go ahead. Credit where credit's due. Yep. Ever since I've met you, you've been an aviator guy. I'm an aviator guy. So if you see Fred out in these streets wearing aviators, uh, not today though. I went away Whoopsie. Today. Whoopsie. He's not. He's not on the Top Gun bandwagon. No. His aviator street cred is through the roof. Celtics put it on the Heat, and then the Heat tried to give it, take it away from him, or the Celtics tried to give it back to him. That was big basketball this past weekend. Also, congratulations to the best in the world, CM Punk, as he was triumphant, triumphant at Double or Nothing this past weekend over Hangman Adam Page, capturing the AEW World Championship. I think that's good, Vital. Do you know what any of that means? You see the shirt I'm wearing? This is a CM Punk shirt. Oh, is that what that is? So I'm I'm repping. Like Thank you. Communist looking. It's Chicago. It's CM Punk. It's Chicago yeah. made punk. That's not true. It actually stands for Does chick magnet. CM stand for Chicago Marxist? Is that what that means? It stands for chick magnet, uh -oh. which is what I am when I'm wearing this ringer tee huh. celebrating CM Punk. All right. So AEW put an absolute banger of the show. It was the highest like bought um, pay-per-view for AEW ever. So there you go. There's kind of a- Hold on. Yeah. You've been paying to watch wrestling this whole time? 
Are you talking specifically to me? Yes. Because on the air, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought they just gave it to you for free. The, like, why else would people be fans? That's What? You invest that much time and you pay for it? Holy moly. I took up basically my whole weekend. This is surprising to me. NBA playoffs, when we get back, I think they start Thursday. Is it Wednesday or Thursday, Michael? I don't know. I'm going to have to figure that one out. Program only goes till 545 today. We hand it off to Josh Sushan in the Albuquerque Isotopes Radio Network as they are battling today in the central time zone against Sugarland. That's the Space Cowboys, man. I'm familiar. Second matchup of the year where the Space Cowboys really, um, well, they just outscored your boys last time. So we're going to have to figure something out with that. We'll talk to Josh at 430. He has a very good interview tomorrow where he's sitting down with the brass over this automatic balls and strike thing. So I think we need to come up with a couple questions for him. We're going to feed him some questions. That's going to help us figure out this strike zone thing. Okay. Tuning on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA. We spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits. And welcome to the program, Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Down to seven, this possession breaking down. Smart right hand dribble in the paint, over the shoulder pass. Tatum against Struce. Tatum steps to his left, forces a three. Oh. Got it! <laughs> a monster shot by Jason Tatum has put the Celtics up by 12 with 5.47 to go in game seven. You've been waiting for it all night. Well, Michael, that's not the right clip because this is not the radio show where we would break down a game from two days ago because we know all the friends of the show are already aware of what happened two days ago. By the way, we're the afternoon show, so we only preview. Also, lastly, the highlight is my father, Jimmy Butler, not going to the freaking rim against old man Horford. You take it to the hole. You take it to the hole. Take it to the hole. cowardice cat. How do you not look at old man Horford, see him going heels, and give him one of these? Also, he drains that three. That's the story. Duh, the best play in the Can history. Can you believe of the balls of Jimmy Butler spotting up? And taking that three when he had an easy two just hanging out in front of him, that's a real clutch yeah. player right there. That's a guy. That's a team leader. He knows that's who you want to lead your team in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that's the story right now. Also, the story is Jimmy Butler should have been the MVP, even though he lost. Oh, give me more of that. He threw that team on his back yeah. and got them to a game seven and got them within, like, what, that three-pointer they got taken away and a couple free throws from winning. His team was garbage oh, his the whole series. Terrible. They're garbage. They're in the mix with LeBron's, what was that, 06 team? Yeah. As the worst finals or Eastern Conference team ever. And they won't be the worst finals team ever because LeBron is there. LeBron's 100% there. Yas. But Jimmy, oh, I just want Jimmy to quit and go to a super team. So he can get a ship. Nah, I like it more. If he can get over the hump, it's like Giannis did without a super team. If Jimmy can do it, it makes it worth all that much more. Giannis, no offense if I tell, will never win again. What? He won't win again. You are an insane person. No. Right now, this Warriors team is as old as they've ever been, and they've never had a brighter future. This Warriors team is going to win five out of the next five championships. Ah, yes, the hyperbole train. Choo-choo. Oh, hop aboard, because I'm engineering this bad boy. Conducting, engineering, think they're the same. Which one was George Carlin? Well, whichever um, whichever team gets Shining Time Station. the discarded Kyrie Irving, the discarded Russell Westbrook, the discarded James Harden, 
the discarded. <laughs> who else? Hey, I can already tell and you, a brand new super team will emerge next year. So what you're talking about is Kyrie Irving's going to go to the Jazz because they don't believe in medicine or science, anyways, over there in Utah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Welcome. Here, welcome to the team. We, we've got you a locker. We've got you a jersey. And also, here's the word of our Lord and Savior via the whatever book they use. He's like, oh, this makes no sense and no one believes it? Sign me Deal. up. We got the religion for you. Where have you been my whole life? Today, from the live chat, oh, this is very good. Today's varsity is the varsity of Tom Cruise movies. That is correct. That is today's varsity. I'm in. Thank you so very much. Today's varsity, the varsity of Tom Cruise movies. This is a very good varsity. Are Nicole Kidman and Kate Hudson movies also up for grabs here or just Tom Cruise? Eyes Wide Shut is creepy. I'm not a Kubert guy because I don't like how real it feels inside of my body. Uh, Kubrick is um, haunting yeah. how real his movies are. Joining us on the program in front of the show, Orlando, who is very funny, so I'm excited about this. Orlando, welcome. Guys, it's been a while, man. I haven't talked to you since you moved up big time, full time, Monday to Friday. I was the guy calling Saturdays on the way to Portales to visit my son at Easter. Um, Did he graduate? Did he graduate? Yep, he just graduated. Hey, congratulations. There we go. No more Portales, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Take that degree and come back to the come back to Albuquerque. That's what I say. Put yeah. it in the community. Good, good place. Good place to visit. But <laughs> Orlando, Orlando, what's going on, my dude? But anyway, I I did happen to listen to you guys talk last week. My schedule changed, so I don't get a chance to call you guys. But um, you were talking about Jimmy buckets last week. You yep. guys had a bunch of one liners. Yeah. Who do you call when you need it? Yeah. yeah, and it was great. Loved it. That's when he added Thank forty-eight you, points. Then he follows it up with thirty-seven points performance i hate the celtics by the way that's why and I, i'm a big jimmy jimmy buckets fan He's also. The best. but to follow it up with his performance on sunday and to almost do it and at first i was like you guys thought he should have just taken it to the hole but he was in rhythm he was on fire he was carrying the team again and it looked good i mean he left his hands and like ugh. he makes it changes the whole thing the only he missed it the only thing I thought was even a little bit off was that landing. And you're like, well, the ball's yeah. already released, whatever. But I'm t- it's all rhythm stuff. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And I agree with you, Orlando, that where in transition, that three-pointer is not as hated as it used to be. Thank you, Steph Curry. You changed nope. and ruined the game. But right. when you got old man <laughs> Horford, who's he's literally doing the winged arms. Uh-huh. Like when you're trying to stay afloat underwater as yep. he's backpedaling so quickly. Like you have to use your superior Jimmy Butlerism. To get around old right. man Horford, you have to. Right. Easy bucket, right. tie it up, one defensive stop, come back and win. Hey, but Van, yep. Orlando, you're both right. It's not sexy to tie it up. Nope. It's sexy to go ahead with the nope. three. Nope. Orlando, Orlando, do you think that he should have got the MVP in a losing effort? Because I think by far he's yeah. the best player on the court. Yeah. I would say yes, but you know what it is. You're not going to get MVP when you lose. It's, you know, just kind of <laughs> – an unwritten rule, I'm sure. <laughs> team's got to be a win. You can't but, be a winner if your team's not a winner. So I agree with that. Yeah. Who do you well, got? Who do you got? In, who do you got in the finals? And why is it the Warriors in four? Uh, they're well rested. They're the better team. They're deeper than the Celtics. Uh, Celtics are really going to have to buckle down on defense, which they're decent at. 
but too much firepower. Yeah, but I you know. never know what can happen. I've seen worse. I've been a Laker fan forever, and you know <laughs> the ups and downs, the ups and downs of it. And I'll end it on one note. Yep. Remember, go to Arby's. We used to argue about this all no. the time when I would go going to Portal. <laughs> The Reuben sandwiches to die for. Okay. Hey, it's great talking to you guys. You guys have a great one. Appreciate you, Orlando. Hey, thanks for the call, Orlando. Van, put this on your to-do list. Call Arby's. Get the market fresh as a sponsor. Because as much free airtime as we give Arby's. Chuck Howley, the only person to do it in NFL. Jerry West, the only person to do it in oh, NBA. So I would have got the Jerry the Jerry West one I would have right. got. The, who was the other cat? Chuck Howley of the Cowboys. I don't know who that is. Uh, Doomsday defensive end. Apparently dominated the game. But oh, I do know who that is. Never mind. He's very famous. What's up with this ham cat being the new head coach of Lakers? Does this make news for anyone? Is this a headline thing? Texas Tech's very own? I guess. How do you take that job? Like, you saw the way Frank Vogel got did dirty? You're, like, standing there waiting for this job? No. You got to give me all the money up front, Vital. I want, like, whatever the contract is, I say you give it all to me now or no. Luke Walton, who, by the way, should be the coach, he went back to Cleveland to be an assistant coach because he knows how bad L.A. is. Yep. I bet Ben Simmons gets a chance to go to L.A. Somebody's got to oh, take him. God, that's so gross. <clears throat> you, you never played a game. Never played a game for the Nets. Uh, the word on the street is Darvin Ham only took the job because he's going to get the autonomy to make his own decisions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, buddy. That is adorable. There's just no way. Just no way. First time NBA head coach gets the keys of the Porsche on the Lakers, and he gets to pick his coaching staff and players. It's brilliant. We get to pick the questions that Josh Sushan is going to ask the powers that be about automatic ball strike, and we'll do that when we get back from the break. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The goose to our maverick, Josh Sushan, joining us on the program. Josh, how are you? Awesome. I saw Maverick yesterday on the day off. Well, give us the breakdown then. We go. Feel free to go spoiler heavy because neither of us care enough. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. All right. I can just tell you that I, I liked the original a lot, and I liked the new one even more. So if you were me and did not care for the original at all, how do you feel I am going to feel about this? You should still go see it, and you should see it in the theater. Do you, are you going to see it twice? Do you want to go together? <laughs> Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Seriously, that like that's the type of movie that that's why movie theaters exist for that type of movie. I do like for, that. I for like the sound and like the visuals. It's so much better than on a laptop, let alone on a even like on a fancy TV. I mean, it's yeah, I liked it. And I'm not a guy who goes to a ton of movies, but it was it was worth every penny. Was okay, awesome. no spoilers. But is there a scene in the new Top Gun? That challenges your heterosexuality as the volleyball scene. <laughs> is there is there one in there? Is that well, exist? Would, would, there... Wouldn't that give it away? I mean, wouldn't that be a spoiler? Uh, yeah, the answer is yes. Heck absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Almost every single scene, really. But Fine. yes, one in particular. Now I'm in. <laughs> it's sober. Today's I nine varsity is the varsity of Tom Cruise movies. You want to throw one out there, Josh? Is it Maverick? Is that on the list for you? Oh, that's um, 
You know what was an underrated movie of Tom Cruise that I really liked was um, uh, All the Right Moves. What? Do you guys remember All the Right Moves? That's a terrible one to pick. Why would you pick that one? Because it's uh, because most people forget it. Well, I mean, risky business. It's, it's forgettable, but it, Van cannot forget it because he's a big Craig T. Nelson guy. <laughs> okay. You're Huge such a Craig T. Guy. Nelson guy. Yeah. So weird. Coach and Dauber all day, baby. So... <laughs> So you got a big sit-down tomorrow, Josh. Tell us what you got going on with your podcast. All right. So it's been a really long time since I've done a podcast. Yeah, we know. uh, (laughs) Thanks for the reminder, for the encouragement. Uh, There's a guy by the name of Joe Martinez. He pitched in the major leagues. He pitched in the minor leagues for a long time. He now works in Major League Baseball's um, corporate offices, and he is one of the primary people who is in charge of all of the very many different experimental rules taking place in minor league baseball, from pitch clock to automated ball strike system to two pickoff rules to banning the shift to larger bases. There's a lot of different things that are going on, and basically he's Theo Epstein's right-hand man. Those two are like the two primary guys who are involved in it. Obviously they report to others. and there's Anyway, so I'm going to sit down with him, and I'm going to ask him a whole bunch of questions about all of this stuff, like, why is it being done, and what are the goals from this, and what does the data say so far, and what type of feedback you're getting, and which of these rules is most likely to happen in the major leagues, and why, and what are some of the unintended consequences that you've learned, both pro and con, about this. So I'm looking forward to, you know, look, I'm a part of it every day. I hope that he values what I see and what I hear from players and coaches every day. In fact, just now, I was just talking to a bunch of guys on the team, it's asking, hey, what would you want to ask? And I'm going to continue to, to get more feedback from guys. Like, what would you want to ask? What would you want to say? So I'm looking forward to, to kind of getting into a, like a deep, deep dive into all these experimental rules. I don't know if it's because we're media, but I haven't necessarily heard negative response to really anything. You know, there are guys that will throw some jokes or whatever, but I don't feel like there is an outrage at the minor league level about some of these rule implementations. Do you feel that to be true with your inside baseball knowledge, or do you feel that I, I've hit the nail on the head? I'd say that there's probably more negativity than you and I hear, but it's kind of kept quiet. Sure. I can tell you that in my just very brief asking guys, you know, what would you want to know, what would you want to say, one of the main things that I just heard was – the value of defensive catchers is being totally taken away right now. Mm. That the whole point of a catcher sure. is to catch the ball. And it no longer matters how you catch the ball, how you frame the ball. The drop Whatever ball, you do right. with your glove, dropping balls. Um, that's a skill. It's an important skill for a catcher to have in the major leagues. And that skill is gone. And that's not the only one. It's hard enough for catchers to throw out would-be base runners because of the two pickoffs. Also, if you step in front of the plate in order to give the signs to the infielders and the outfielders, that counts as a disengagement. That counts as a, as a pickoff move. So that hurts your pitcher. Again, that, that hurts you. Bigger bases makes it, you know, in theory, it's a, it's a little bit easier to steal bases. So it's that much harder for a catcher. So that the value of a defensive catcher, pretty much every rule goes against what they can potentially value for a team. What are you, what's your number one question that you're so excited to ask? What's at the top of your list? Ooh, um, that is good. Cause I've kind of broken them down by rule by rule more so than like most, um, most interested in. Sure. I know that I'm going to start with pace of plague because it feels like that's the one that's most likely to get implemented in the major leagues. And from, from within that, topic it would be how guys can manipulate the clock the consistency of the clock from city to city operator to operator um, whether the numbers that are being used right now which is 14 seconds no one on base 19 seconds when someone is on base whether 
those are extra fast now because they want it to be a little bit slower in the major leagues or whether those would be the right numbers. Um, and then when it comes to the automated ball strike, I would say, does the umpire have the ability to override the computer in what circumstances? I've heard conflicting messages about that. Um, also, why if the plate is 17 inches, did they add an inch on each side to make it 19 inches? But then if any part of the baseball hits the strike zone, then it's a strike and the baseball is roughly three inches. So that means a 17 inch strike zone plus two is 19 plus six. That's really a 25 inch strike zone. So just kind of why that the strike zone is what it is. Also, the, the height difference between we always use Jose Altuve versus Aaron Judge as the ultimate example. Smart. That's a good you know, one. like how how that impacts things and, and the pitcher being able to know where the bottom of the strike zone is based on the hitter. So I, I think that I would start with, you know, I mean, that's a whole lot there, right? That might be 20 minutes. <laughs> the, I, I tell you the one I got and just hear me out on it because okay. I don't know Rob Manfred, but I got a lot of context clues. Any amount of time saved with a pitch clock or pace of play at Major League Baseball is going to be filled with commercials. Yes. Like, you're not going to end up with a shorter overall product the way I understand big business and Major League Baseball. Can you get for me on your podcast interview a pledge for Major League Baseball to actually speed up the game and to not just fill it with more Bud Light commercials? Yeah, I can ask that. Yeah, I'll just add that to the list. I mean, that's, that's exactly the issue that I've been harping on. The faster you make the game the more commercials they're going to fill it with. One of my favorite things about baseball is baseball is a three-hour game. It takes three hours to play. NFL is a 60-minute game. It takes three hours to play. Mm -hmm. NBA is a 48-minute game. It takes three hours to play. NHL, the exact same. Like, Can't we just enjoy a three-hour game of baseball? To, to anyone concerned, I don't think this shaving of 30 minutes is going to be that big of a deal. What are your thoughts on that? I don't necessarily care about the length of the game. I care more about the pace of the game. Good and, point. And, and, it, and it's a hard thing to sort of just, like, I know that's just really I like get a it. blanket statement. There's some three-hour games that are really boring, and there's some three-hour games that are action-packed. What, what I honestly dislike the most is seeing guys stand around. Stand around and adjust their batting gloves after every pitch, and pitchers pace around the mound and, huff and puff to get themselves ready so that they can max effort delivery on every pitch. You know, um, I, I really don't care how long the game goes. I just want more action. I want fewer walks. Yeah, I want fewer strikeouts. I want, I want to see athletes be athletes. And so I, it doesn't matter to me how long the game is. I just want action. I, I agree with that completely. Cause obviously you guys know the way I, I handle sports is I compare all sports to entertainment. Like, it has to be entertaining. Sure. You know, the best WWE WrestleMania versus the worst WWE WrestleMania is night and day. And that's the, that's the exact same idea here to where as long as it's filled with something that keeps my attention, I'm in. But right now, is Major League Baseball always filled with that? Yes, I'm a dumb fan like you two, and I like to watch all those little nuances. But as I'm explaining it to my niece or my nephew or my lady, no, they don't get it that way. So to be able to draw those three in, I think, is a very important aspect of the game. But again... We're just going to end up with more commercials. Well, I, I mean, I look at this, too. Like, you watch a baseball game and say, about the third or fourth inning, and you go, okay, by now everyone's arrived, just going to arrive, right? And you look at how many people in the ballpark, and then look at how many people are in the ballpark by the ninth inning, right? So if I went to go see Maverick yesterday and I left with 20 minutes left in the movie because I didn't care how it ended, that's a problem. If I'm watching a nine-part series on Netflix, Good point. And by the time that I get to the sixth or seventh episode, I decide I no longer care what happens with these characters, then that's a problem. 
right? No matter how entertaining, no matter how drama-filled it might be, if there's a lot of people that don't care to watch the end of a movie or a TV show, then that's a problem. And the same thing with baseball or any sport or, or a comedy show or an opera or a play, like anything. The if you don't leave it before it's over, then you got a problem with your product. I, I'm at least in favor of the majority of the new rule changes. I'd like to see more data, obviously. But one I have a big problem with is the two pickoffs. Because you're going to see any speedster next year, like, well, he's he's 16 for 19 stealing bases, but he's 100% after the two pickoffs. Like, every guy with above average speed is just going to be 100% on stolen bases next year, right? That, that could be. I mean, I, I think the counter-argument to that is that there's very few speedsters that exist, and maybe this creates a few more people willing to try to steal bases who didn't in the past. Um, I'm, I've not made up my mind about the two pickoffs. I, to be honest, I think it has the potential to be the, the the rule that changes the sport the most, but so far I've seen it change the sport the least. Okay. I've actually been surprised that more people have not tried to take advantage of it. Uh, there's only one time that I can specifically recall where it, where it's changed the game, where it changed an inning. I've seen, I've seen a few other times where someone tried to have it change an inning, but it just didn't work out that way. I, I think the guys who are going to run are going to run more often, and guys who are not going to run are not running. But maybe that means that you draft more speedsters, right? Sure. Or maybe it means that you teach that more in the minor leagues, that oh. you, again, that you go after more athletes. And then with the dead ball, I mean, if this is the direction baseball's going – like you're going to want guys to put it in play. You're going to want guys who can steal bases again. Is this the segue back into small ball? Well, you know, it's interesting. I was actually thinking about that today, and I was thinking about baseball in like the late 70s, early 80s, and how different the sport was. Now, back then, almost every team, especially in the National League, had a symmetrical concrete ballpark where the wind could not affect the ball because there was no jet streams, where there was a lot of foul territory because they played football and baseball there, yeah. and there was artificial turf. And the gaps were huge, again, because you played football in the same stadium. So it was hard to hit home runs, and it didn't make sense to hit the ball in the air. And so you hit the ball on the ground because you had artificial turf, and that sped up the play. And so that led to more ground balls. That led to more hit and runs, more stolen bases. Then the cookie-cutter multi-sport ballparks are gone now. Now there's less foul territory. That's one of the things that people forget the most about the changes in ballparks is there's so fewer foul ball outs now than there ever was because fans are closer than they've ever been to the field. So there's that. And then there's more jet streams. The dimensions are shorter. It's easier to hit home runs. And so now there's less of an emphasis on ground balls and stolen bases and hit and runs. Now there's more emphasis on launch angle and hit home runs. So I don't think that this is going to magically change it. We'll see if it subtly changes it a little bit. But the bottom line is the sport is dictated by the ballpark. Here in Sugarland, the wind is blowing in. We are at sea level. We are at 87 feet above el- above uh, sea level. So fun. it makes no sense to hit fly balls. You have to hit the ball on the ground yeah. in low-line drives here. It's just not going to carry. In Albuquerque, it doesn't really work to bunt. Why would you waste an out in Albuquerque when you can hit a home run so easily? Last one before we let you go, Josh. And I wanted to give you the whole segment before I sprung this one on you. Do you really only think Maverick was so good because you were so completely hyped from the walk-off victory <laughs> on Sunday and you carried that emotion into the theater? It could be. Yeah. Well, I wanted it to be good. I did. I, I didn't go in there like – but I, do you ever go into a movie like wanting it to suck? You know, like I wanted it to be good. And I'd heard – like I saw a few things on Twitter that said it was really good. I was like, that's enough. I don't want to read more. But it, I legitimately thought that it was better than the original. Okay. But not the jazz of calling a walk-off probably hours before you went to see the movie because you were so wired 
that probably has nothing to do with it. I'm always wired in a good mood, That's man. A, what, yeah. do I have, what do I have to be mad about in life? Really, there. I get paid to go to a ballpark mm-hmm. every day. Weird flex, but I'm into it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Josh Sushan, thank you so very much. We didn't talk about the lefty, Dylan Overton. He's going tonight. He's trying to escape, what, five in a row. So best of luck to our boy tonight on the mound. Sounds good. Let's talk tomorrow. Good dude. He loves the game, man. You don't say. He loves the game. I love talking about the game with him. He knows it, too. It's not like me and Vital where we're like, Brewers, Cardinals, <laughs> can do nothing else. Correct counsel, am I right? Those Brewers really put it on the Redbirds. <laughs> they did this weekend. Okay, oh. I asked about the volleyball scene. I forgot to ask if Kenny Loggins is on the soundtrack. I believe he is. Those are two X's in the equation Danger's, that will get me to the theater. I think Danger Zone is like a big part of this movie again. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like a like a Tame Impala remix? or What? Like, is, what? <laughs> like a modern remix? Or like they just use the same Danger Zone? When we get back from the break, I'm going to decode what Van is trying to explain to me. And also a little <laughs> NFL talk. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports Animal. Little NFL talk before we get out of the hour. Big thank you to Josh Sushan. Just 45 minutes away from the baseball game. 55 minutes? No, the pregame. We're 55 minutes away from the pregame. Two minutes, Turkish. What's the name of the pregame show? On Deck? Yes. It's a very good name for a show. I, mean, I refer to it as the Josh Sushan show, but that's fine. Call it whatever you want. Well, the name of our program is Two Men On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not just suggestive of Jason. It's a baseball reference. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, two men on. For baseball fans. For baseball fans. Yeah. Two men on base. Yeah. But hey, yeah. two men on whatever topic it is, yeah. segment. Which So if, for instance, we're having Josh Sushan on, we're like, and where do we get back? Two men on Josh Sushan. Yeah. That's that's completely. That's completely fine. Yeah. It's not even weird at all. Yeah. Well, straight as a fishing pole right there, buddy. What, well, those bend. Um, those can well, break you know. The, uh. So does Josh Sushan, apparently, with that reference. Two men on Jay Ajay. So, do you know who Jay Ajay is? Jay Ajay? Yeah. Fantasy darling Former from the Boise 2000s? Boise State runner, running back. Boise State to Miami Dolphin? Some of, of course. That, some of that sounds correct. Yeah. So, what Jay was, what Jay had done professionally was he hedged his bet. So Jay got paid, all right? So Jay got paid $8 million to go play football for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2018. You say he got paid a Jay? He, thank you. Mm-hmm. And. Or is it Jay a Jay paid? It's that one. Yeah. That one's much better. So as he went to play for the Eagles before the $8 million contract, Mike Vital, he took out an insurance policy on himself in case there was injury. Wicked schmack. And he would yeah. miss out on some I of. remember that. So. And traditionally, these things, it'll cost you about $100,000. $100,000 out your actual pocket to cover. And this is like tax-free. This is insurance pays the difference, the whole thing. Anyways, he has to retire from an ACL thing. He only played like a handful of games, whatever. So this insurance thing owes him like five mil, boys. Mm-hmm. And he just settled with the insurance company to get paid. Okay. Nice. Okay. Nice. Here's the thing, though. NFL don't care about no players. NFL don't care about no guys that win Super Bowls. NFL you don't say. Don't care about no one. And what you got to do is you got to insure yourself outside the game because your union's so soft that it don't insure for you and you don't have assured contracts. And if you are a fan of the NFL, make sure that you realize the NFL not only does not care about you, it does not care about the players that you are fans of. So you're insuring yourself 
against future earnings. Projected future earnings. Yep. The insurance company gives you a reasonable amount mm -hmm. that you could earn if you get hurt or you have to pay, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't know a lot of active players did this. I thought of like a lot of draft prospects did it. Oh, where they get taken? They like, used to, but now it's slotted. But what you're saying is correct. Right. But good for him. Like, And it sucks he had to fight it and no one had his back. He's out here in, in these streets alone fighting for something that's already black and white on paper and they tried to cheat him out of. Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion. We play on Team I-9, start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits. We got that Teller Vodka, boys. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. WNBA is currently going on without Brittany Griner. We'll figure that out at some point. So I turn on the TMZ this morning. It's not a TV show. It's Why did I say turn on? Log on to? Whatever. Yeah. Log on to the TMZ. By the way, welcome to 5 o'clock. This is probably for a lot of the friends of the show right now. This was the first day they worked in like four days. And today Bummer. sucked. Bummer. Today super sucked. God, and it's so beautiful outside. Oh, my gosh. It's the perfect day. Memorial Day is coming. It's the summer now. Mm -hmm. Kids are off school. I bought the nieces and nephews a uh, basketball rim. Did I tell you this? No. Oh, my gosh. So my lady... She's got a bunch of nieces and nephews. Cool. I mean, is this for their athletic development or just for your entertainment? So two twofold, right? Sweet. Because um, her sister, blended family, a lot of kids, it's a whole deal or whatever. And these kids, they just like ignorantly think I'm the coolest. Well, I'm not, obviously. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. But can I take you to a Lobos game? Yes, I can. That makes me the coolest. So they want to like do stuff all the time. Okay. And like between the three of us and the friends of the show, I'm not down for arts and crafts. I don't care for that world. But can I go outside and shoot some layups? Heck yes, I can. Sweet. So went and got a couple games of horse going. Am I throwing games? Whatever. Kids feel good about it. Put on a little throw stuff. away your glitter and macaroni, Delilah. Oh, gosh. We're gonna shoot some hoops. So I got the kids and it's adjustable. You know what I mean? So they're little kids, so it goes low. Yeah. It's like Whatever, six foot, seven foot. It goes all the way up to 10 foot where the big boys play. So it's kind of a cool thing. They'll be just... playing wiffle ball by the end of the summer. All right, so that's for real, Vital. Mm. That's a real thing in my life. We're about to play in that celebrity softball thing over at Isotopes Park. Right. Which, by the way, I'm talking to Isotopes today. I'm like, I'm like, what's up? Me and Van just watched this documentary on the Savannah Bananas. Like, we're trying to put a show on. What's up? And the Isotopes are like, if you could just... Like, be cool out there. That'd be nice. I'm Just like, don't do you that hard. I was like, well, we're going to see the show is what we're going to do, I stopped. And I was like, are you putting us? We're playing on the infield. We're not playing no weird outfield grass thing, right? And they're like, no, it's a straight-up thing. And I'm like, cool, I got a lot of fans. How many tickets can I get? They're like, Fred, you get four tickets. Everyone gets four tickets. To give away or to sell? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I was like, I was like, are you televising this? Because this is the show. Yeah. It's going to be way better than the actual game. Duh. And if I do poorly, it'll only be in performance, not in spectacle. For sure. Duh. Hey, you give me an ice tub jersey, you know the first thing I'm doing? It? <clears throat> Cutting it into, like, the ultimate warrior-style tanglies and, like, going out there like cray. I've already got a couple shticks cooked up. Duh. We're going to get uninvited so hard. Oh, after this one? Yeah. Not only will we not be ass-backed. But we won't be asked back in like a very formal matter. Oh, they'll no, no, tell no. our boss. <laughs> this is going to be the inaugural 
and final uh-huh. after what Van and Fred did the, out there. You know, often they're like, due to circumstances, this event has been canceled. They'll be like, due to Sir Van stances. Mm-hmm. That's what they'll say. Van, you thought being escorted out of L.A. place of business. Uh, Universal Studios, yeah. Michael. That's where First Van off, got escorted out of. First off, I'd never do that to my home team or home city. Vital, but I'll the, get close. In the buck. He was in the buck at Universal Studios, and they said. Buck adjacent. I still had my skibbies. This, <laughs> this is a true story. Why are you making that face? Vital, they didn't you say. Didn't, you didn't know this part? I didn't know that aspect of it. Vital, they didn't say, sir, we we need to ask you to leave. They just said, sir, really? But we knew that meant it's time to leave. Oh, I knew going into it exactly what would happen. No. And there's video, Vital. Did you hear what I said? I don't know how public that video is, but it exists in certain <laughs> iClouds. If anyone from the lovely Isotopes uh, organization is listening, I am not going to disrobe at your event. I'll pinky swear over the air right now. That was a one-off celebration for my 40th. But we got to have some fun. All right. I just Googled here on the Amazon. It's an Amazon uh, rainbow style clown fro wigs. So do you want one? We'll both get one. Is there a price break at two? Because I think I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> you do the clown wig. Yeah. And The rainbow one? You know what I'm talking about? And I'll just cut a few locks off and let them casually spill out of my shorts. Like, like Garfunkel? Yeah. <laughs> What we need is proper representation for this. Okay. And we could do that with Donda Sports. Like an agent? Yeah. Okay. So Donda Sports, which you know is Kanye. That's a clown agent, bro. Yay? Is that his name? Yay or Yee? <laughs> Yee. So it's Yee? You're going down a slide. <laughs> <laughs> so Jalen Brown, who is Vital's favorite player, and by the way, I explained to Vital how Jalen Brown is garbage and he makes poor decisions. Here's a prime example. He signed with Donda Sports. Okay. Which is Yee. It's like when Mario hits a coin box. Hmm. Yee. <laughs> that sounded more like Toadstool. It's like when Toadstool hits a coin box. Yee. <laughs> Cut that off. So as we previously, as or excuse me, so as it's been reported, Aaron Donald has recently done this too. Ooh, because if he's like now doing like the circle too, where he's like, uh, "Don't bet on me playing ever again." By the way, I have a new agent. It's down to sports. <laughs> like what? This is gonna go great. Yeah, Jay Z maybe. If you ask Kanye, Jay Z is Jay Z. He Jay Z could like take this thing very seriously, set up a very professional network. Of highly trained individuals, Yay is just gonna like. Yee! He's just gonna find that the the spirit, the Lord's gonna hit him in the right spot, and he's just gonna hire random people. Donda says they eyed the Eastern Conference champ because of his intelligence, social activism, and charitable work, as well as he's pretty good on the court. They eyed him because he would accept their offer. Yes, that's what it is. He'd take anybody at this point. Uh, so it's a spe- it's apparently real important to Yee that all of the clients at Donda Sports are God fearing men. Okay, so there you go. I so, fear God. The, you do? Yeah. What about him? Uh, have you seen Clash of the Titans? <laughs> That's such a very specific example. Yes. See how much damage they did. You know what my thing is about God? Have you read the Old Testament? 
I have problems. I go to prayer. He gives me the tools I need to resolve my problems, as he's done historically throughout the entirety of the Bible. And then for some reason, all the individuals that surround me won't recognize that the tools are immediately in front of me, thanks to God, to fix all the problems that currently exist in the world. I'm talking primarily about gun control. Hmm. Interesting. Go on. Nope. (laughs) On the wrong broadcast channel for that. Cross the glass, though, maybe. TJ. TJ. TJ Trout. You hearing us? Who's his producer today? Is he tuning in? Is that Rebecca Dow over there? Who's over there right now? That's Mike Trujillo on the other side of the glass. producer. Somebody's in with him. I I think he's got food over there or something. He's interviewing a guest. We got to go. Okay. (laughs) We have 100% walked into TJ's studio during live broadcasts, snapped off his charcuterie board, and come back to the studio. What's he going to do? He's on the mic. Poured a little sampler of wine. Got some nice spicy meats. Came right back into the studio. Here. Kanye believes that he will be able to advance Brown to a quote-unquote superhero status during his career and then long after his playing days. I don't think that is a title. So your agent can fill you with genetic changing superhero serum? Is that what he's saying? He just gives a bunch of spider bites? Yeah. He's... Kanye, quit putting spiders in my bedroom. Also, after the HBO special this past week, there's a new uh, come forther in the Deshaun Watson misconduct lawsuit. At 23 now? It's 23 and Deshaun. So, sucks for old Deshaun, the creepo weirdo. Real number, over under, 50. 50? Yeah, over under. 49.5, over under. How long has he been in the league? Several years. Uh, definitely over. Okay. Okay, definitely over. But there's just so many that were consensual that there's no way they can sign up for it. That's my thoughts. I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. He's got way too many receipts on too many of them. That's the thing, too. Because if somebody, if somebody cashes that check on you, and you're holding that receipt? Because that's the only thing that's really allowed us to even have this radio career. It's just how many receipts we're holding over people. Yeah, yeah, just the dirt we have on people. <laughs> yeah, it's 100% true. Not 100%. That's why the case didn't get charged criminally, because all the receipts they already had for the majority of these alleged Oh, you're insanely correct. Events yeah. being consensual. And, like and when they we- text about it, and they talked about it, and they're like, hey, here's a, here's a story about a perv named Sean. It's right here. And you know what we do sometimes as failed idiot millennials mm-hmm. is we don't always use the most clarifying language. I think that's a fun thing about our program. Sure. When we say receipts, we're not talking the drive through at McDonald's, friend yeah, of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about knowledge in hand. Correct. Yeah. Evidence. If Evidence. You, Evidence, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Receipts is slanguage for proof. And well, also it's, it's slanguage for payback because <laughs> like I'll give a receipt. Like, I will give a receipt. And all my receipts are, like, professional. Like, I'm not going to see you, like, on the street and give you a receipt. But, like, I'll make sure, like, if it's coming to you, you don't leave without a receipt. Yes. Donda is going to help your favorite player, Brown, do that. Why is he your favorite player, Vital? He's garbage. He's, he's not my favorite superhero. player. He, he's got a good three-point shot once he gets you know going. All of this superhero, God-fearing, 
Um, social activism, important things of Donda are going to go straight out the window when Kyrie signs with them after he gets rid of his sister. But what if that's like actually on our 2022 bingo card? Kanye turns basketball player into superhero. Wouldn't surprise me. What if also on that bingo card is Kanye runs um, stable, well-run agency? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Put out some banger outs because you have to be crazy. With Kanye's help, Jalen Brown cures monkeypox. Like that's that's going to be the headline here in a couple weeks once he's turned into a, a alleged superhero. My. Michael, what is the thing that Donda buys? Because, like, Donda Sports will buy, like, a broadcast right, or they'll buy a something. Let's dive more into that when we get back. I didn't think we'd go down this path, but I'm excited, too. Donda Sports taking over the game. We're going to tell you how. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Couldn't have came back with Kanye. You got, you got every song at your fingertips there, Michael. Donda. Today, Vital learned what Donda is. You yes. Tell, oh, he went, okay. He went all last segment having no idea what we we're referring to, and that kind of gave me a little epiphany moment. That the friend of the show. Quite a few friends of the show had no idea yeah. what we we're talking about. Totally. So when we we're saying the word Donda out loud, Donda is the name of Kanye West's mother and also the name of his last album and his marketing company and his sports production company. So that would be like if I had an album and I called it Xena. Yes. Correct. And then you had a company you call it Xena. They got another company you also call it Xena. Mm. Yeah. Strong name. Xena? Xena. That's my mother's name. Sure is. So Donda is scooping up stars left and right. And you think, kind of understanding Kanye West, which, by the way, congratulations if you do. You think he's putting together, like, his own varsity, right? Because if we were to do the varsity of guys to sign with Kanye West Sports, we would probably get it exactly correct to the guys who are actually going to sign with Kanye West Sports. I just, Kyrie is obviously my first round draft pick here. Maybe Kyrie's number one. Is he? So the thing, he is, but here's only why. Is he? <laughs> He is because his sister-in-law, I think it's his sister-in-law, is his agent. And the way Donda Sports works is Donda doesn't become your agent. And this is a multi-tier thing. So they're just a marketing company that takes a cut. And that's because to become a sports agent, there's a lot of law involved with that. Sure, sure, sure. you got to be a lawyer. you got to be a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, you don't have to be a lawyer. Kanye West is whatever, whatever does it. I'm telling you there's a lawyer signing off on something somewhere. But similar to the way Kim Kardashian just became a lawyer for reasons, that's what this is. She's not really a lawyer. This isn't really an agent agency. This is a marketing company. I mean, her dad was a lawyer, and she grew up with him, so. Lawyer adjacent? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, lawyer, look, look at my mailing address. I'm a lawyer. What does that mean? Kanye markets better than anyone. Yes, by making an ass of himself. It's a simple model. Oh, so Kyrie's already got him beat? Yes, that's why Kyrie's a perfect fit. Although, what else can Kyrie do here? Let's bump that. Let's bump Tom Cruise movies and go with 
what is Kyrie going to do next on the varsity? Well, and like in the news today is Brad Stevens because Steve Kerr is like, I've never drawn up a play in my life. I just do whatever Brad Stevens did. Like that's a real quote from mm-hmm. Steve Kerr. He's like, yeah, I really, I really like his play, so I just took him. First of all, I love that. Yeah. Yes. Strong work. I also graduated college by copying people's homework. Mm. You do that, it makes sense. Uh, my creative writing teacher in college said, good writers borrow, great writers steal. Yeah, and, and you know what they did? They stole that line from Hemingway. Yeah. So. Sure did. Keep doing it forever. But that's what's going to happen here. It's like Brad Stevens is going to sign with Donda. And you're going to be like, what is this blend? Like, this isn't. You are. You're le- you're leave it to Beaver. Sure. Yeah. Like you're the Beave. And this is this is yee. What are they what is yee and the Beave gonna do to get all right, here's a TV show I just came up with. Yee and the Beave, okay? But the Beave is Brad Stevens. But Yee, Kanye West, never bothers to learn Brad Stevens' name and always calls him Beaver. Yay yave it to Beaver? Yeave it to Beaver. Eh, we're on to something. How are we not rich? How are we at least not rich adjacent? <laughs> I mean, rich in spirit. Do you remember when Kanye West was like, slavery was an option? Do you remember? <laughs> I can't get through it. Yes. Slavery, <laughs> sl- slavery helped the black experience. That's what he said. Yeah. And Jalen Brown's like, I'm going to go work with him. That's my dude. Yeah. You remember when Kanye West was like, I'm just going to slurp it up to Donald Trump. Yeah. And Jalen Brown was like, that's my dude. I got to go. Like, let's partner up. George Bush hates black people, man. <laughs> he said that. He said on live that. television. He said George Bush hates black people. And then he saddles up with <sighs> Donald Trump. Kanye West said Ooh. about. Yeah, we'll stop. Kanye West said about Jalen Brown, he's too smart for the league. What? For what? Okay. What else is he going to do? All you have is the association. All right, Jalen Brown versus Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy. Let's go. Oh, please. Special guest host, me. (laughs) It's just me giggling the whole time. And you would think, like, oh, it's just marketing. This will be harmless. Just marketing. It will will not. Yeah. You want more attention? Like, it's going to be the... The anti-contract helper. He's going to be like, oh, he signed with Donda? Not touching this. Also, is No it, way. Isn't Antonio Brown like the president of Donda Sports? Yes, or, he's literally the president of Donda. He literally is, right? He was the first client, and they just immediately made him president. He president of their sports wing or something like yes, that? Yes, he's the president of Donda Sports. Dog, he can't even get himself a job. You know who has great ideas? Antonio no, Brown. Every, no! You know who thinks outside of the box? Antonio Brown. No! Let's make him the president of our new company. What is the percent of people vaccinated in Donda Sports? Is there a number less than zero? <laughs> is there like a... <laughs> Does it take away from? Oh, gosh. God, I'd love to be on the fly on the wall at one of those board meetings. Donda Sports should have this. This is really what they should do. They should have like a watch-along program. 
And they go and they get guys. You know, was it CJ McCollum just signed with ABC to do like uh, finals uh, commentary or whatever? Cool. Didn't see that, but sure. I think that's who it was. Cool. That's cool. Like I'll tell you, hey, give me a player's perspective. Cool. It's yep. Perspective. That's super neat. If you give me, like with Donda Sports, if they created a Instagram, YouTube, I don't care where you put it, but it's like you get Kanye to sit down, and he sits down. With, I just can't do Jalen Brown. He's playing. You get like other active player and give me like retiree player and give me like non-basketball and you put that program together and it's a marketing thing. And then you, Oh my gosh. Yes. hundred percent of men. I'd watch weird dudes talk about a thing. I like, I'm not going to allow them as an athlete to control any part of my image. But then again, like if you can control your own image and if it's all just a, Hey, you're a wrestling guy, right? What if it's just a work? Like, we're going to sign up with Donda. Good point. We're going to get all of this attention, and my name's going to be in the news because of my adjacency yep. to Kanye and Antonio Brown. Well, and the rub is there, too, right? Because Kanye West had $0 at the life of Pablo. He's got $2 billion now. And if those numbers aren't accurate, they're very close to accurate. Okay. And everything that he touches goes to the very front. It's and- insane. And things that he touches, the things they touch, Pete Davidson, go to the very front. Very nice. Very nice. Kanye made Crocs uglier. Croc boots? And made $200 million off of it. Have you seen his slides? The Yeezy slides? They're like if Predator from the movie Predator ah, familiar. had sex with a croc and had a baby. That's what it would look like. And he's sold millions of them. They're just an ugly crock, and they sell for like $300. According to this. He can do that. He can probably market Jalen Brown. According to the super quick Google search. Oh, okay. Kanye's business venture went 53 mil in debt over the life of Pablo. So not only was he not at zero, he was at negative 53 mil. He was like asking for money, right? Wasn't he like, didn't he ask Elon Musk for a loan, like publicly? Probably. Consult the dudes. Okay. I mean, when I woke up today, I did not think I'd be talking about Kanye on a sports show, but here we are. Welcome to the program. He's everything he wants to be. (laughs) He's running the whole thing. And he can run the California part, and he can let Antonio Brown run Kanye East, and then they can have the whole country figured out. It's very good. I got you. He makes a special cologne for Elon. Don't have to change the name. Thank you. I already knew. Mm -hmm. I already knew where you were going. You're going to get weird stuff, too. So, like, Jalen Brown is going to be like, hey, Celtics, for every media timeout, uh, you now play Jesus Walks. Like, there's going to be something weird where he's going to end up getting a rub off the backside, yeah. and you're going to get a bunch of weird collusion money, and there's going to be lawsuits everywhere. Sure. He, uh, Juan Soto signs up to be managed by Donda, and every time he gets ball four, yeah, obviously. Jesus <laughs> walks. And he starts high-stepping on the way to first base with a little pimp in his step. God, show me the way, because the devil tried to bring me down. Jesus walk And Here's the thing. He has to pace his walk down to first long enough that it finishes double chorus. Or no, it just has to go at least 30 seconds so you get a Spotify stream counted. (laughs) (laughs) 
Vital, is it sports is Ooh, not what it was when no, you no, got no. into sports. It's my bad. Juan Soto walks more than anybody in baseball, but I think Jesus Sanchez on the Marlins obviously is the first guy. Why Jesus Sanchez? Jesus. Oh, nice. Yeah, sorry. Low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Delicious well, sometimes. Normally your jokes are a little more heady. Mm-hmm. It's true. Very true. That joke was more he. Vital, you became a fan of sports like 50 years ago. Did you think this would be sports today? No, but bringing the two elements together of entertainment and sports so is smart. working. So smart. And I like it. A little more and more. You know, I watch WWE now. What would you think, like, as a young man, Vital, as a young man, like, you open up your newspaper one morning with your coffee and eggs and bacon, and it just says, why are you having a little English breakfast? Miles Davis to open sports marketing agency. Like, would you be like, this is a fake newspaper? This is on brand. This oh, is, is someone's playing a joke on me. Just the entertainment world and sports were segregated as, and I don't know if that's a good ter- term to use, but they didn't intermingle as much, and now they're together, and I think it's making it brighter and much better, really. Like, who's on, that? on the timeline, Miles Davis is post-Jackie Robinson. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. But like, like even getting away from the Kanye that time, James Brown. Okay, maybe Miles Davis. James Brown, open sports marketing agency. You're like, he did a he did a what? That is a weird flex. In the right, what year did you become a fan of sports, Vital? I went to go see a Packers game when I was five or six. So what's so what's that? Sixty seven. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) look at that. So I went to a Brewers game. Cubs game that's what I'm saying like it took a minute like I'm trying to think of like the first musician artist to get into like sports on John Bon Jovi I guess like I don't know who it is this is all top of the head stuff but it's like who was the first CNC music factory didn't they buy into like the dolphins a million years ago excellent question that is a niche reference not only the band but knowing they bought into the dolphins yeah but there's something of that nature where there's – when artists, artisans, were like, hey, it's time for us to own sports. And also sport is now art. Like look at Phil Knight. Every jersey they put out, every whatever's, that's just art. The city jerseys for Major League Baseball? I would have never thought that the University of Oregon would have 19 different jerseys. Oh, wait, that's a low number. Yeah, right? And, but I'm just saying just the proliferation, the explosion of opportunities that are given to uh, mesh the sports and entertainment world, and I like it. But years ago, no, you wouldn't have seen those two cross and become buddies as they are, but it's all about money. So, Or Deion Sanders making a music video. Yeah. I think that's when it changed right Yeah, it's a good point. Gloria, Stefan, Fergie, Serena, and Venus Williams, Mark Anthony own the Miami Dolphins. They're in the on the ownership group. Well, I knew uh, J-Lo and Mark Anthony. And I think when I said Gloria, Stefan, that's when I said CNC Music Factory because she was a part of that. You're thinking of the Miami Sound Machine? Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. You're welcome for that. Very similar. I mean, if the Dolphins sold to CNC Music Factory, that is probably – why the Dolphins made Hootie cry, I'm assuming. That's nice. Yeah. Probably Justin Timberlake, right? That's probably the biggest one right now. Memphis? He owns the Grizzlies. Part owner. 
I mean, it's close enough, though. Is Drake an actual owner of the Raptors or just like a super fan? Well, if we're really doing that, I think Will Smith owns part of the 76ers, and technically he's a rapper. He's a rapper and actor. Hmm. And a slapper. Speaking of actors, today's I-9 Varsity. When we get back is the I-9 Varsity of Tom Cruise movies, and we're doing that in celebration. Or in, what's the opposite of celebration? Ridicule. Of the new Maverick film, we're two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion and Coffee. We play on Team I Nine. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits and uh, sipping on that Teller vodka. It's ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. This is the final segment. Vital, is that right? It sure is, and we got baseball isotopes, baby. On deck with Josh Sushan after. What time do we leave? What time do we go off air? Uh, you guys? Yeah. 540. That's like five minutes from now. You'll do it. What? The Phillies and the Pirates are both seven games under 500. The Phillies payroll is 220 million. The Pirates payroll is 60 million. I'm tired of everyone saying that the Pirates don't care. I'll tell you what they care about. Good business. That little uh, revenue sharing they're going to get. That uh, billion dollars that they're pocketing. The owner is. Yeah, baby. Don't hate that. Phillies are going to get worse. I think get the Braves and the Mets this week. Today's I-9 Varsity. Contact League Office 280 at i9sports.com, 505-312-4999. Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of Tom Cruise movies, okay? Okay. Would you like to go first or second? Uh, go ahead, buddy. Tom Cruise stars as Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible. This 1996 banger uh, really started me off at a young age as a – Fan of of high stakes secret agent films. Give me Mission Impossible. All right, that's a it's a great one. Which Mission Impossible? The first one. The first one. The first one. Nineteen ninety six. Okay. Mission Impossible. Easily, I'm going to start from the top and we'll work down. Smart, because we're on tight time. Yeah. All right. Easily, Tom Cruise's best movie of all time is Tropic Thunder. Oh, it's very good. Yeah. It's very smart. Him as Les Grossman. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, mogul extraordinaire. How about it's, Interview with a Vampire? It's, it's, no. I tell it's not going to make Tropic Thunder is easily Tom Cruise's best work, and it's not even close. I like that answer a thank, lot. Thank you. Good, good um, method acting. Ethan Hunt has to continue his battle against evildoers in the world. In Mission Impossible 2, the 2000 summer blockbuster, started off the, uh, the century the right way as Ethan and his motley crew of associates have to battle against, I don't know, bad guys. Spoiler, the world doesn't explode. Which one is that one? The second one, Mission Impossible 2. 2? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear the title. Yeah. Okay. Mission Impossible 2. 2. That's a sequel. That's the sequel. It's the second one. To Mission Impossible one. Mission Impossible with no numbers next to it. That's the first one. And actually, it's the way it's lined out, it's MI, which looks like M1 Mission Imp- It's the first one. Oh, that's really smart yeah, how they did that. Clever. That's really smart. I got you. Serious Injuryist Charlie Babbitt. Ah, nice. Rain Man. Uh-huh. My May Man, my May Man Burn. Serious Injuryist Charlie Babbitt. Very good answer. Rain Man. Killed it in Rain Man. I think that's his peak. If, you, if we're not talking Les Grossman from mm-hmm. Tropic Thunder... I see Rain Man as Tom Cruise's best work. In 2006, IMF agent Ethan Hunt comes into conflict with a dangerous and sadistic arms dealer who threatens not just his life, but his his fiancé's as well. Mission Impossible 3 is the third best Tom Cruise movie of all time. Give me that one from uh, 
from the summer. I saw it in California. I saw it in a movie theater. And that's the third one you that's said? the third one. And that one comes after? The second one. The second one. But it's not before the fourth one because the fourth one is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which is an absolute banger of the film. It also makes my list, man. So Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, the fourth Mission Impossible, is directed by Brad Bird, and it is insanely good. So your best one is the fourth one? So far. So far. Yes. Okay. I'm excited for what comes next. Yeah, you'll be a real surprise. I'm on the edge of my seat here. The Color of Money, baby. Okay. That's such a good yeah. one. Yeah. Except for his performance as Les Grossman in Tropic Thunder, it could be his best work. I want to agree with everything you just said. I think that's a very strong possibility. Okay, well, what do you have next? So I think the fifth Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, should be in the list. Rogue Nation? Yeah. Okay. So that doesn't when, make any sense. Well, that's when Ethan and his team... Is it like a prequel? They take on their most impossible mission yet when Ooh. they have to eradicate an international rogue organization. And as highly skilled as they are, it does not come easily. Check out Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. That's the one with Jeremy Renner. And you know I'm a big Jeremy Renner guy. I don't remember a lot about Tom Cruise's performance, but uh, to round out my list on the I-9 Varsity, yeah. I'm going to go with Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creepy. Yes, very creepy. Give me Mission Impossible Fallout. That's the most recent one in 2018. Also, there are two back-to-back ones coming out, 7 and 8. <gasps> They're coming out in 23 and 24. It's a two-parter. So a lot of Mission Impossible. Wow. Jerry Maguire is my answer, though. Their, their mission is getting progressively less impossible. Because they just keep completing the mission. It's just them. Op- it's opening a restaurant where they serve burgers in downtown LA. <laughs> mission Impossible Burger. It teach a kid how to tie his shoelaces <laughs> on the next one. Teaches me how to tolerate. I got nothing. It's I really okay. blew that one there at yeah. the end. Any final words, man? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff JJ and A. Marie. Good job, everyone. GG. <laughs> See you tomorrow, Burke.